Welcome to this podcast by the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, NISA. I'm Paola Buonadonna. We've had a very release-heavy week here in NISA with our in-depth analysis on GDP and wages on successive days. We meet today to date the pulse of the UK economy, almost three years after the vote to leave the EU, and in the midst of, well, lively Conservative leadership election campaign, is senior NISA economist Arno Hanscher. Arno, uh, let's start from the most recent data in our analysis via the NISA trackers. What are the latest signals that we get from the economy? Well, what we find in the latest data is uh, certainly that the original Brexit date at the end of March instilled quite a bit of volatility into the UK economy. The first quarter was uh, relatively strong in terms of economic activity. We saw economic output expand by uh, 0.5% relative to the quarter before. However, in the current quarter, we see quite a bit of weakness coming through. So there's quite a bit of a change. The strength in the first quarter was to a large extent driven by companies building up stocks in order to prepare for the possibility of a disorderly exit. In uh, the current quarter, the second quarter of 2019 now, we see that uh, companies seem to be running down these stocks. And then we also had uh, factory shutdowns, for example, in the automobile sector, which were planned prior to the initial exit date. Based on sort of uh, most recent data, we now expect uh, the economy to, to shrink by 0.2% in uh, 2019 quarter two and that is quite a significant downward revision from uh, a forecast we published uh, last month. Some people have been crying recession, recession once we put out this uh, uh, GDP tracker. I mean are cries of recession a bit uh, exaggerated? I wouldn't go that far it's really just quite a bit of volatility and up here and down there so an average uh, growth is positive although uh, seems to be getting weaker. There is an underlying weakness. The uh, labour market on the other hand uh, at first sight looks quite strong. Unemployment remains at a 44-year uh, low at 3.8% uh, and wage growth is also significantly stronger than it has been in the recent past. Around 3.5% uh, are the figures that uh, the Office for National Statistics uh, published very recently. However, even on the labour markets, we think that uh, there is a risk that weaknesses are coming through. Employment growth has been strong over the uh, last five years, mm -hmm. four or five years or so, um, and seems to be levelling off now. And uh, survey evidence tells us that uh, companies become more reluctant to hire uh, workers, people on a permanent contract, and at the same time, employees become more risk-averse to change job. And the reason for that is uh, to do with uh, mainly Brexit uncertainty. Global uncertainties, uncertainties around global trade mm -hmm. play a role, but the uh, dominating factor is Brexit uncertainty. And this was something that was also confirmed by a business conditions forum, which we uh, hosted here at NISA and which brought together a number of uh, leading uh, survey companies and uh, people that regularly 
uh, well, take the pulse of the economy. So all the attendants at this forum, they did confirm there was quite a strong consensus that it is Brexit uncertainty, which uh, leads to a delay in uh, longer term investment projects. And now, more recently, also has led to companies becoming more reluctant to hire people on a more permanent basis. So overall, the picture isn't rosy because, of course, uncertainty is continuing. It shows no sign of abating. We still don't know what's going to happen at the end of October. Compared to the uh, high degree of political volatility, <laughs> the economy does not look too bad, but we do see weaknesses coming through and there are risks to the downside. Indeed. And let's turn to politics for, for, for a moment. What does it all mean for the current political discussions? You know, we have a conservative leadership contest in full uh, flow. Um, how does how will these economic data feed into this um, th these debates, if at all? I'm not sure if they do at all. But what the recent data shows is that uh, Brexit-related uncertainties are having quite an effect, and therefore any flirt with a uh, No Deal exit at the end of the year is uh, certainly not going to help the economy regain strength. So the, all this talk, all this macho talk of uh, going down to the wire and uh, keeping no deal on the table, etc., you feel might have a, a, a damaging effect on the economy? It is likely to have a damaging effect. Uh, it uh, will uh, put investors off engaging in long-term investments. It will make it harder for people to uh, move on in their careers, change job, uh, ask for uh, higher wages, uh, etc. So will the next cliff edge in October lead to similar economic volatility that we've been observing, do you think? This is possible. Um, at the same time, it may be different compared to the cliff edge we saw at the beginning of this year, because, uh, well, companies might become complacent People might uh, become complacent, uh, may not believe the, the threat of, uh, of a cliff edge and uh, that is dangerous if then uh, really maybe by accident uh, a no deal happens at the end of October and, uh, and uh, the economy is not prepared enough, government may not be prepared enough in order to uh, soften the initial impact of, uh, of such an economic shock. Now, a number of ideas have been floated by the candidates uh, in this uh, Tory leadership election about um, increasing spending, cutting taxes, uh, what you would expect in a, in a, in a, in a contest of this, of this type. But, but can the country afford all these um, goodies? Well, um, we here at Nisa, we've uh, made that point for quite a, for quite a while now that spending, uh, government spending, will have to go up. After a decade now of uh, fiscal austerity, pressures are high to increase spending in areas that uh, have not uh, seen enough funding in the last few years. At the same time, demographic pressures, pressures of an aging society, are going to be much stronger in the next decade going forward than they are currently, so there will need to be more spending. Now, that spending will need to be funded either through higher debt, higher public debt. Mm -hmm. However, 
public debt levels are continue to be quite high after they surge during the financial crisis. Or another way to fund this would be taxation. And in that sense, uh, a significant uh, decrease in tax rates does not seem very credible at this stage and given the spending pressures that are there in the economy. So both in terms of uh, keeping no deal on the table and in terms of promising all sorts of um, uh, tax cuts, th th these arguments don't seem to tally with the economic reality. It doesn't seem to sort of uh, fully come together. And uh, exactly, uh, a no-deal Brexit would require additional spending in order to buffer the economy from, uh, from aggregate uh, shocks. And uh, uh, therefore, uh, yet more spending may be needed than in a softer Brexit scenario. Uh, this was a particularly busy week for us because in the midst of all these releases we, we also hosted a debate between David Blanchflower who was presenting his new book, Not Working, Where Have All the Good Jobs Gone? And MPC member Dr. Gertchen Vlieger. The two agreed on much about the state of the economy, particularly the weak wage growth and, and, and so on, but he very strongly disagreed on the policy response. Can you tell us a bit more? Well, uh, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of England they have been warning uh, financial markets in their uh, recent meetings a little bit um, that uh, interest rates may have to go up earlier than what financial markets expect currently. And that is because uh, in Bank of England forecasts, domestic price pressures are likely to pick up uh, over the forecast horizon and uh, domestic demand is uh, strengthening in these forecasts. So there's a risk of in inflation, essentially? Um, there may be a risk of uh, inflation mm -hmm. gradually picking up, to which the Bank of England would then have to respond. Now, uh, Danny Blanchflower's argument, the argument that he brought forward again uh, here at uh, the event at NISA, is uh, that in fact there is more slack in the economy. Um, inflationary pressure where are not inflationary pressures are not are not as high, and that is because uh, official headline unemployment figures conceal the fact that there are a lot of people in the economy that uh, work fewer hours than they actually want, that uh, the quality of their jobs is uh, worse than what people are looking for, mm -hmm. and therefore the uh, ability of workers to ask for higher wages is uh, is much weaker mm -hmm. than the headline figure, the headline unemployment figure, would, uh, uh, would suggest. In uh, previous decades, we would have expected uh, wage growth to be much stronger mm -hmm. if one would have been told that unemployment is uh, less than 4%. However, we don't see that. So in that sense, uh, there may be a point to that argument as well. So there's a lot of underemployment, essentially, is what he was pointing out to. Exactly. Yeah. And where does the macro team and NISA stand on this? Well, in our latest forecasts, I think we're standing somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. So um, we do think that uh, once Brexit uncertainty clears, demand may pick up and wage growth may pick up further. However, despite conditioning our main case forecast on a, a very soft type of Brexit, 
where the UK remains in the EU customs union as well as in the single market. We do think that uh, this is going to take quite some time and this is because uncertainty is, is very strong and uh, is likely to have a dampening effect on the UK economy for a considerable period of time. So what, what should the MPC do? Therefore our recommendations for the, uh, for the MPC really is to, to like sit on its hands for some time, keep interest rates unchanged until the middle of next year, um, observe the uh, latest data uh, that is uh, going to be published, but be careful not to raise rates uh, too early. Too soon. Well, I suspect uh, the story of uh, Brexit and uh, Brexit uncertainty will run and run and will be here um, many more times, uh, taking a pulse of the economy before it is all over one way or the other. Uh, but this is all we've got time for today. Thank you very much, Arno, for being with us. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. Um, you will find all of our data releases and useful material about the event we just discussed, including a video and uh, Dr. Vlieger's review of David Blanchflower's book on our website at www.nisa.ac.uk. By the way, you can also subscribe to receive our data analysis and other information from NISA direct into your inbox by visiting the subscribe page on our website. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. We put a lot of good stuff there. For now, goodbye.